Yeah, this is my palace. Champagne in my chalice. I got it all covered like a wedding band. Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. Yeah, yeah, I think we should stop it right there. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yannis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. On this episode, we are taking another crooked detour away from the world of film. Uh, for those of you listening to this episode, or this podcast rather, for the first time, uh, every once in a while, though we normally focus on movies and everything about film, uh, what we love, what we hate, what we hope to see, what we, you know, as far as, as any, pretty much anywhere our, our, where my little mind uh, decides to take us, every once in a while, uh, we do like to divert a little bit from the world of cinema and focus on other elements of pop culture that we particularly appreciate. So about a few episodes ago, Kai and I talked about Riverdale and how we fell down a uh, Netflix hole of uh, two seasons of Riverdale and um, really kind of, you know, really got into the show and found it probably one of the more compelling guilty pleasures that we've gotten into um, together um, in a long time. So uh, if you want to hear that episode, you can go listen to that. That's clearly not uh, based in the world of film. And um, this week we're going even further away where we're, well, well, maybe we're not going so further away because we're going to be talking about the third studio album from uh, musician Janelle Monet, whose music is basically a combination of R&B and hip-hop and funk and pop and uh, it's soul and it's it's well, I guess that's R and B, but um, it's it's really um, eclectic in a lot, in the best possible sense of the word. So her third studio album called Dirty Computer came out in April, and I really love it. And so I'm going to take the next x number of minutes. Who knows how how long I'll ramble on about this? Uh, just tell you a little bit about that. So if you're not familiar with Janelle Monae. Um, you probably are by now because not only is she a singer and a music producer and all that, but she is also an actress. You've seen her in Moonlight. If you've seen that film, she plays Mahershala Ali's girlfriend in that film, Teresa. And she is also in Hidden Figures where she, uh, I think, gave the kind of the standout performance of the film of, of the, at, least, at least the most surprising uh, we knew Taraji P. Henson was a great actress. We know Octavia Spencer is a great actress. But Janelle, Mon- Janelle Monet has only really been in those two movies. And I think she's kind of great in both of them, um, considering she's coming from such a non, you know, not much of a, a not much of an acting background per se. So for her third album, it it's really what it is, is a concept album, basically. So if you're familiar at all with her work, or if you're not familiar with her work, I guess, rather, um, Janelle Monet's whole thing has been uh, using sort of uh, cyborg and kind of sci-fi imagery as a metaphor. So her first album is called The Arc Android. Her second album is called The Electric Lady. And it's basically just kind of imagining a uh, dystopian sort of world where uh, robots or cyborgs or whatever you want to call them are viewed differently than other people. So it's been kind of her metaphor for the other, uh, whether that's, you know, uh, being a member of the LGBT community or a woman or a woman of color or, or, you know, a minority of any sort, really. It's been sort of her, uh, her expression of someone who's, who's different, who feels like they don't quite belong, 
who's not, uh, you know, who's outside the norm of what society deems normal. And um, with this particular album, it's actually, she, has, she said multiple times that it, it's very much a reflection of her coming to terms with her own identity. Um, she's recently, I think it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know if she recently said this or if this is something that has been out there for a while, but she's confirmed that she does kind of identify as, uh, as queer as part of the LGBT community. Um, and so she really puts a lot of that into this album. And not only do we get, you know, a full, I think 14, what is it? 14 tracks, uh, of, of music that reflect, um, kind of her embracing of her independence, of her anti-establishmentism, of her uh, you know her sexual freedom, that kind of thing. Um, but she she basically made a forty-nine minute. It's essentially the full length of the album, um, and it incorporates pretty much just about every track. A forty-nine minute short film, if you can call that short film, uh, or as she calls it, an emotion picture. Um, and it, it's basically an extension of that setup that I said earlier, where it's a dystopian future and, uh, people that are considered different are called dirty computers, hence the name. And they come in to basically get their, you know, basically behavioral modifications, uh, using technology and all that other stuff. And Janelle Monet plays a character named Jane and, uh, Tessa Thompson, who is, I, I, Fittingly enough, I mentioned last week on my Sorry to Bother You episode, uh, she's in this uh, as well, basically throughout uh, pretty much most, yeah, pretty much every scene, I think, as uh, Zen, who's um, may or may not have a connection with Jane and uh, and how that all plays out. It also stars Jason Aaron as, Sh- as Shay, but uh, I'm not really familiar with his work. I just Tessa Thompson, obviously, is a big, uh, big star of the moment, uh, thanks to Thor Ragnarok and uh, sorry to bother you, and uh, Westworld, etc. So um, the the film is really interesting, and it weaves together a lot of really uh, compelling visuals. Um, some of which take place as uh, flashbacks or memories of Jane's life before um, you know she's undergoing this this dirty computer, this cleansing treatment. Uh, I forget what they call it in the film. It's been a it's been a probably a couple of months since I've seen it, and part of the reason that I, I've really gotten into this album lately. Well, okay, so I heard about, I heard about this a while ago, uh, like several months ago. I heard it on a podcast I was listening to. I think it's still, I think still processing. The New York Times, um, uh, one of their podcasts that they put out, which is, which is a really great show that you guys should definitely check out. But I think they mentioned there that, that uh, they really liked the song Make Me Feel, from Janelle Monae, and I, I had been a fan of hers since, uh, well, since at least her last album, Electric Lady, uh, just kind of discovered that. I think it was randomly they were selling it at Starbucks or something, and I was like, huh, this is, I've heard a lot about this person. I guess I should check that out, and so I, I kind of fall, fell in with that, and I really liked that music a lot, but, um, and went back and listened to Arc Android and uh, Metropolis, her EP that came before that, but um, Dirty Computer, because she, because she, is revealing more of herself, of more of her authentic self, because it has more of a cohesiveness to it and uh, kind of a, uh, a flow in that the way the music is designed 
and the story that it tells, uh, more so I'd say than her previous works, it feels to me to be kind of her most quintessential and like uh, definitely her peak artistic work to date. Um, you know, and I've gone back since I've, I've really fallen in love with Dirty Computer. I've been driving Kai crazy with it uh, the last few months, playing it so much uh, on Spotify. And then now I finally got a copy of it, finally bought a copy of it. Um, actually, because I'm going to see, we're going to see her live in concert uh, because I've been obsessed with Janelle Monet. And uh, the phrase, the phrase, uh, I, w- I would have her babies may have come up at some point <laughs> in, uh, in my like infatuation with her as an artist and just as a presence and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been playing it so much that even my daughter now is requesting, uh, is requesting certain songs. So it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting evolution of going back and listening to her previous works on, uh, on Spotify and on, you know, my own, on my iPod or whatever. And then listening to Dirty Computer in contrast and really realizing how much the, how much better and how much, uh, how much more clarity of vision there is in Dirty Computer compared to everything she's done thus far. That's not to say that what she has, you know, what Janelle Monet's work has been bad of any, in, in, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think most of her, most of her albums, most of her songs, uh, even if it's something like Yoga, which is, uh, which wasn't even on one of her, her official albums, it was kind of on a compilation that her, her, uh, in, her imprint put out. Um, I think, the Dirty Computer really stands far and away as one of those albums that it feels like every few years there's an album that I really kind of uh, fall in with and discover an artist. Uh, I think a couple years ago, Beauty Behind the Madness was that for me. I mean, I knew who The Weeknd was before that, but uh, that album just like I was obsessed with that album playing it constantly on a loop. And, you know, uh, every time I went, sat down to write, I was like, oh, let's put The Weeknd on again. And Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer has kind of felt like that for me in in a lot of ways. Um, and I think part of that has to be with the the message behind it. I mean, right now, there's a lot of negativity out there. There's a lot of division out there. But this album, to me, really celebrates not only being who you are and, you know, fuck the consequences type of, uh, type of thing. And, uh, but it has such a positivity and such an, uh, an empowerment that you can sense listening to the album, uh, just in every track, it's just infused with this sort of um, raw power, and um, you know sometimes that that power is light and melodic, and uh, you know it it uh, and soothing in a way. Sometimes it's more abrasive and in your face, like the track Django Jane that I, I sort of quoted at the top of the episode here. Uh, it, but but it does it has such a uh, I don't know it just gives me sort of presence of mind and kind of puts me in a more uplifted mode than a lot of the other you know more shallow music that's out there these days and that's not to say that Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer feels like homework because uh, it's actually complete opposite it's it's a really fun record there's uh, you know there are like really you have Tracks like "Make Me Feel," like as I mentioned, which was which she was working on with Prince before his passing, and it has a very it very much feels like something he would have been involved in. With the, I'm not I'm not really good at describing uh, music as far as like the terminology, but like a really funky like boom, 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 like bass line to it, and it's got a 
it's it definitely feels like like it jumped right out of the 80s um you have tracks like pink as i mentioned which is very light and kind of breathy and the perfect song for kind of just cruising around the neighborhood um you have django jane which to me i always listen to django it comes right after a track called screwed and they flow right into each other it feels like to me django jane is best listened to with that track because it feels almost like a coda or a companion piece to screwed um and that django jane is just straight like it actually just she just straight up raps for three minutes which is not 100 percent normally her thing she only has a couple points in the album where she really uh really does that, uh, you know, spits out rhymes in that way because she's principally a singer. Uh, Crazy Classic Life, to me, is just one of those, one of the tracks that uh, that I always find myself going back to when I just want, like, a pick-me-up. And this album just, it's it's so rare these days in a world where we have uh, iTunes, where you just buy a song, or, you know, where you just YouTube to see a video, or you just, um, you know, Spotify and you have playlists and all that. It's so rare to hear an album that flows so effortlessly from one track to the next to the point that it's you don't really need to there's no there are no tracks to to skip, you know what I mean? Um it's it, you know a lot of other albums you'll get to a point and you're like, "Eh, it's pretty good. I'll skip this couple, this one and this other one or whatever." But Jordy Computer doesn't have any of that. I mean, it's nothing but it's nothing but straight to the point. Um you know, and she has artists like Brian Wilson and Pharrell Williams on here, just like in little guest spots. Uh, but they never really, you know, very clear throughout, this is Janelle Monet's show. This is her, you know, artistic statement as far as this is, I'm, this is me, I, this is who I am, you know, her bearing her soul uh, more so than she ever has before. And, uh, you know, she doesn't let, she doesn't overpack the album with guests to kind of detract from her, uh, from her, you know, from what she's trying to say. And I think that's another problem that a lot of modern albums happen. You have, whether it's hip-hop or R&B or rock, whatever, but it's especially prevalent in, prevalent in hip-hop and R&B in that you, you know, you stack an album with guests, every song is like featuring so-and-so and so-and-so, and then it almost kind of dilutes your, uh, your message and it almost kind of distracts from, um, from what, you're, what you're there to experience. And for me, with music, and this is this is how I've always been, really. For me, with music, I've never really been an, a, a singles guy, necessarily. I've never really even been an album guy. I've always been an artist guy. And, you know, by that I mean, when I listen to uh, an artist, I get in the mood to hear a specific voice. And, and I mean both voice, like literally the audio that I'm listening to is their voice, but also their... their uh, their specific perspective on things. So if I listen to Stevie Wonder, I want to hear Stevie Wonder commenting. I want to hear what Stevie Wonder has to say about love. I want to hear what Stevie Wonder has to say about, you know, race or about, uh, you know, oppression or about joy or about whatever. I want to hear what Michael Jackson, how his interpretation of this, what it feels like to be, you know, persecuted by the media or what is it like? I want to hear artists have their own specific, uh, I want to hear from them on, whatever they have to, you know, whatever topic they decide to write a song about, I want to hear, I want to hear it from that artist. And so I never really get in the mood to just, oh, you know, here's a playlist of random songs, or here's a specific album. In this case, yes, Dirty Computer is the album that I'm, that I'm talking about. But I think it it's really given me sort of a clarity of vision with 
um, Janelle Monae of who she is as an artist, as a person, and what her what her music is really all about, and what she's trying to advocate for, and that is, uh, you know, equality and freedom of of uh, speech, of um, of you know, gender equality, of the the uh, the LGBT community, and equality for for that group, and um, it's it's been really interesting especially again not to get too much into this as, as usual but it's kind of hard not to it kind of informs all the entertainment entertainment slash uh culture that you take in in these times to hear a message like that i think is a really powerful thing for her to come out and you know um put herself out there in that way and really um express her message of um being who you are, you know, no matter, no matter what, uh, no matter what you may face out there and just kind of, uh, stripping away the metaphors a little bit and kind of revealing, revealing more about who she is and and what she's about and kind of standing up for something. So that's, that's really been my thing with this album that not only is it, it, for me, a lot of times with songs is it has to, with music in, in, in general, it has to, work on I guess with entertainment in general let's step it take it even further back it has to work as not only on an entertainment value level like am I am I enjoying this am I just am I is it taking is it absorbing my attention is it taking me out of wherever my situation is or whatever stressing me out or whatever and um and transporting me to whatever story or message or theme or tone or whatever is being communicated and Beyond that, is it is it saying anything? You know, not only is it distracting and entertaining in that way, is it have a a social or cultural or, or political statement to make? And I think this album definitely does. I mean, I think it's inherent in the premise uh, of the title. It's really elaborated on in the film itself, and it's just one of those albums that whenever you know, if I'm walking around the mall because it's hot as balls here because it's Florida. And I want to listen to something to just like pump me up because I'm feeling overwhelmed because I, oh, I have work to do or and I'm stressed out about this or whatever and I have other things on my mind. I put on this album and I just kind of take a ride with Janelle Monet for 48 minutes. And um, it's, it's really been very inspiring for me on a personal level in that way and kind of clearing away the stressors and things that, you know, she, that I might have going on and the fact that she's so boldly making that statement in such a, uh, in such a thoughtful and provocative manner um, really speaks to me as a creative person and as just a student of pop culture and all of that. So it's it's really made me uh, appreciate her artistry and her music in, in, in a, on a multiple on a multitude of different levels. So hence the concert that's coming up this week that Kai and I are attending. So uh, perhaps on a future episode of the podcast, I can follow up with that and just be like, she was amazing because I'm assuming that's what my reaction will be if it's anything like. Uh, you know, my experience listening to this album for the last few months. So anyway, that's, that's all I really wanted to get into. I just wanted to kind of shine a light on this album. Um, I really think that the Crooked Detour concept is designed for uh, these ver- this, very, uh, this very thing. When I find a piece of uh, pop culture that doesn't fall in the realm of film, that particularly in- inspires or entertains or, or uh, intrigues me, and uh, just bringing it, uh, bringing it to your, uh, to you all's attention. And uh, I think Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. If you haven't listened to it, I think you know, even if this is not necessarily your specific genre of of uh, music, 
I think you should still check it out. Um, you can listen to a lot of the tracks on YouTube. You can watch the full emotion picture on YouTube. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes uh, if you want to check that out. Um, and if you do listen to it and you and you you know you enjoy it, let me know and let me know what your favorite track is. I think for me, uh, I am tempted to go with "Make Me Feel" or um, "Django Jane" or one of those. But I think probably for me, "Crazy Classic Life" is up there just because it does have that aforementioned effect on me. Um, but yeah, so I, I, if you definitely check out Janelle Monet's Dirty Computer if you haven't. Let me know what you think. That's all we have for now. If you like what we're doing here, please consider contributing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash crookedtable. You can also rate and review the Crooked Table podcast on iTunes to help others find the show. You can find me, Robert Yanis Jr., on Twitter at Crooked Table. Of course, find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies at crookedtable.com. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm probably not going to do a full review of it, but um, probably will just touch on the franchise, my thoughts on that, as well as the new film, which as of this recording I have seen. So uh, I'm excited to to delve into uh, delve into that franchise with you all next week. Till then, I've been Rob. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of a little KED.